Thanks for joining us now for Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company. I'm Wayne Shepherd here with Ed Cannon, who is president of FEBC. Ed, do you remember, before you even became president, we took a trip to Southern California together and we met with this pastor, Philip DeCourcy. Do you remember that? I remember. I was so impressed with Philip DeCourcy and his passion about the gospel. But the thing that really stands out in my memory, it's the first rattlesnake I ever saw <laughs> as we were walking around the grounds. No, no reflection on Philip as a pastor. No, no he's no. amazing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Philip, uh, it's quite there a... Are some that think I'm a snake in the grass, but that's <laughs> not true. Uh, Philip is pastor of Kindred Community Church. He is the speaker on the radio show Know the Truth, which I had the privilege of being the announcer for, and uh, love Philip's preaching, expositional preaching of God's Word. And Philip, it's a delight to have you here with Ed. I'm, I've looked forward to this conversation. Well, so have I. Uh, we, and we appreciate you and your partnership in the gospel, and I've uh, enjoyed my conversations in person and at a distance with Ed. Appreciate all that uh, Far Eastern Broadcast Company's doing. Yeah. I knew about you guys when I was in the UK, and it's a joy to be partnering with you in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, Philip's originally from Ireland. You knew that, Ed. We don't have any radio stations there, Wayne. No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, Philip, we thought we would uh, give you a buzz and just talk here because I, I know that you have a heart for uh, the world and for the gospel message reaching people everywhere. So we just thought we'd call and talk about it. Absolutely. Moody said that everybody this side of heaven should be concerned about everybody this side of hell. Mm -hmm. And that's the passion and the purpose of the church. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's absolutely fantastic. And, you know, that's at the core of the ministry of FEBC, where we're trying to reach the least reached people, those who don't have a church, Mm -hmm. don't have a pastor, don't have a Bible, and hopefully they have a radio. But the goal of our ministry is not just to introduce them to Christ, it's to get them involved with a body of believers or a Bible-teaching church. Make just, disciples. Yeah, make disciples. Yeah. Philip, yeah. I know you've been giving some thought to this. Uh, what's on your heart? Well, you know, as you guys, uh, you know, um, teed me up for this, we've been thinking about, you know, global missions, fulfilling the Great Commission. How do we do it? And in some sense... Uh, why should we do it? Or maybe, why are we not doing it? Um, you know, in Luke, Luke 5, uh, verse 10, after that incident with Jesus and the disciples and, and, and putting down the nets in a place they didn't expect the fish, um, Jesus said, hey, Peter, um, I want to make you a fisher of man. remember hearing Steve Lawson say something at a conference, if you're not fishing, you're not following. Mm. And I think that's a wonderful statement, because if we're following Christ, he's going to make us fishers of man. Mm. The old statement, right, guys? Uh, yeah. The church, you know, exists to 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 uh, fish for man. Uh, we're we're not keepers of the aquarium. We're fishers of man. And, and as I thought about that, several things kind of been on my heart. It's been personally challenging just to reflect on it. I want to share with you and some of the listeners why are we not as passionate? Why are we not fulfilling the Great Commission to a fuller extent? A couple of things jump out. I'll start maybe with one or two, and okay. you guys can jump back in. I was thinking, guys, about what I, what I call a lack of cherishing. I think sometimes we forget that missions is, is grounded and rooted in worship. It's striking in John 4 that, um, you know, Jesus says the Father seeks such to worship him. We're going into all the world uh, to preach the gospel, to make men and women, boys and girls, worshipers of the God who give them life and high mm. promises them life in Jesus Christ. And sometimes I think we forget that. John Piper said, 
that missions exist because worship doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, and, some, and I think if that's true, and I think it is true, it's all going to end at the feet of Jesus, right? Every knee will bow, every tongue confess. Mm. But if we're not doing that, if we're not reaching the nations for Christ, we're not cherishing Christ. Mm. He's not the treasure he was to the early disciples, mm-hmm. right? Acts 5, mm-hmm. they, they, when they suffered it, because they didn't buy to the censorship, it says that they, they, they were glad and they, that they were counted worthy to suffer for his name. And so there was a worth to Christ that made their suffering worth it. And I just think we've lost that. The reason we're not evangelizing with the same pace and passion we did a generation ago, sadly, we'll never admit it. We probably would never think of it. But Jesus has lost some of his worth. Hmm. He's not the treasure to the church, because if he is, we will do anything to exclaim his name. Hmm. I was thinking about... um, you know, uh, Henry Martin, the great British missionary who died young uh, in reaching India for Christ and writing mm-hmm. uh, material for, for Persia. It, it was said of him that when he saw a picture of Jesus bowing down to the robes of the prophet Muhammad, he said, I cannot endure existence if Jesus is not glorified. Mm-hmm. That's missing, guys, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. You know, Philip, we have the privilege, I think, in some of the places where FEBC serves, to see these people who have become a believer and have so much treasure in that mm. faith. They have come to the, from the place of the absolute dredges, living on the streets with nothing, no hope, a broken life. And when they come to faith, we as Americans need to learn this dedication that they have— They'll do anything. It means to, everything to them, doesn't to, it? Yeah, That's to right. use your words, they would do anything for the gospel. I can tell you an example of a very poor woman in a little tin hut in Cambodia who, when we went to visit her, had three brand-new radios in her house. Wow. We asked her, what are you doing with these three brand-new radios? And she said, this radio and God's word is such a treasure to me that with my excess income, I buy these radios to give them to people who can't afford them. That's right. Amen. They just treasure well, I mean, it's, it. Yeah. It's that statement, Jesus will never be to us all that we need until all, he's all that we have. Yep. Yeah. And I think our brothers and sisters in, in the poorer parts of this world put us to shame in the West because mm-hmm. he is their treasure. He's mm-hmm. all they have, mm-hmm. and they're willing to do anything to... Mm-hmm help a broadcast and share the yeah. glory of his name. Yeah. And we need to get behind them, and people need to get behind you mm. in helping them. Mm. You know, I met with a group of house church pastors one time, Philip, who who asked me if I've ever been in jail in the United States. Whoa. And I, yep. I, I kind of smiled and shrugged, and they looked around the room, and they said, huh, how can you be a Christian if you've never been in jail? Because yeah. every one of those guys that was has spent time yeah. behind bars because of their faith yeah, in Christ. Yeah, half, half the Christians in America aren't in church, let alone in jail. <laughs> well, there's a lesson Here's in another that. thought, That'll guys. Preach. I was yeah. thinking about there's a lack of cherishing. Number two, there's a lack of conviction. Mm. You know, Second Corinthians 5.11, Paul says, in the light of the judgment seat of Christ— is, which is where the believer will be judged. He goes on to say, but knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. And, and I'm, I'm concerned, and it's a challenge to myself, we don't believe what we profess to believe. Hmm. As evangelicals, we profess hmm. to believe that apart from faith in Jesus Christ, men perish. 
and they perish in hell forever, and it's conscious, and it's eternal, and it's unending. We say we believe that with our mouths, but our actions don't don't get behind that. We, we really don't believe people are going to hell, or, or else we'd be doing more than we're doing. And we forget, according to Paul, 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, if the gospel's hidden, or in the case of FEBC, if it's not heard mm-hmm. through your stations, mm-hmm. then th- th- those who are blinded by the God of this world, they're, they're, they're going to perish. Mm-hmm. Um, the pioneer missionary Hudson Taylor um, used to say at conferences and meetings, can you not hear the great Niagara of souls passing into the dark in mm-hmm. China every day, every mm-hmm. week, every month, mm-hmm. they're passing away. And, and, I, and, and you know what? The doctrine of hell is, is one of the nerves that, that moves us to evangelism. When we look at the church, it's not being preached. We look at the doctrine of annihilation, infecting the church. We have, we have dumbed down this doctrine. We have kind of uh, um, set it aside. It's, 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 too, you know, it's too blunt and too bold for private and polite conversation. And I, wouldn't you agree, guys? That's got to be playing into this lack of urgency in the evangelical church and reaching the world, a lack of compassion for people who are going to hell. We say we believe it, but our actions say otherwise. Yeah, it's so clear when Jesus said, they will know you are my disciples by the love you have for one another. And that's not just other Christians. That's everyone, right, Philip? Right. We need to love our brothers. And if we love them truly, how could we let them go to hell without the gospel? Exactly, exactly. Another thing, too, I, I think, I'll, just piggybacking off that, Wayne, Ed, a lack of compassion. I mean, one of the things that strikes me when you read the Roman, the letter to the Romans, Paul, chapter 9, chapter 10, um, you know, my heart is continually heavy. Mm-hmm. He says, I, I, I weep for my countrymen. They have a, a zeal for God but it's not according to a knowledge. They're going about establishing their own righteousness. When we get to the Gospels, Jesus stands over the city of Jerusalem, and a tear begins to form in the corner of his eye, and he begins to weep because they wouldn't come, and he's asking them to come. And and, and you're right. I mean, what selfishness, um, what lovelessness marks us when we feel to share the life-giving message of the gospel, the love of God commanded in the death of Christ mm-hmm. to our fellow man. There's a lot of talk today about social justice and reaching out to your neighbor. Right. And, and certainly that's one side of the law. Love God and love your neighbor. But that begins with, with telling them the gospel. Don't tell me you love your neighbor if you haven't yet shared the gospel. And you know, and I know, the word neighbor is just uh, anyone we can help who is in need. Mm -hmm. And your ministry exists to help those in the greatest need, those who are in countries that that haven't enjoyed the heritage of the gospel like we have in the West. And and we've we've got to be... um, more loving and more compassionate, where we where we can be so selfish. I was reading. I'm a son of Belfast guys, and you know the Titanic was built there, and the tragedy of the Titanic has always fascinated me. Mm. And I was shocked and saddened to read that that although there was never enough lifeboats in the first place, half the lifeboats 
that hit the ocean were only half filled. Mm. And in the darkness is the cries of people perishing and drowning when most of those lifeboats didn't go back. They didn't want to be capsized. They were kind of just, well, we're safe and we're saved. And, and, you know, what an analogy. Mm. Uh, We're we're lifeboats. The the, the church is a a rescue mission. But we're, we're too comfortable. We're sitting in our pews like these people sitting in those boats that dark night. On, on the Atlantic, and we don't seem to be as concerned for the lost as we should. Sad. Man, man that's a challenge to us. So we've, we lack, uh, uh, there's a lack of cherishing, a, a lack of conviction, lack of compassion. One more, Philip? Yeah, a, a lack of courage. That, courage. Would, that would be yeah. the last one, yep. guys. Um, I just finished a series in the Book of Acts called Ready, Steady, Grow. I mean, uh, we, they did so much with so little. We're doing so little with so much. The yeah, Book of Acts is big. a challenge to go from 120 in an upper room to, to the, you know, the palace in Rome. Not this, is being, this isn't being done in a corner. The world is being reached. But one of the words in the Book of Acts, guys, is boldness. Mm-hmm. It comes again and again and again after they're censored in Acts 4. They, 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 you know, the, the church prays, the place is shaken, the Spirit of God falls. And it says the disciples were out and preached with boldness. Yeah. And, and, and we need that, the growing censorship in the West, our own timidity like Timothy. Well, God has not given us a spirit of fear, right. but, of, but of power and love in the, in the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, as I read my Bible, as I read world missions, as, I, as we understand the history of FEBC, these mission movements like yourself started with bold men Amen. and women with a vision to reach the world, and they sought to do the impossible. You know, like William Carey, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, they, they, they attempted great things for God and expected great things from God. We need, yeah. To, yeah. We need to rescue that idea of boldness. As, as I close, as reading something of the life story of Andrew, uh, Brother Andrews, right, guys? You know yeah. the story, mm-hmm. God's smuggler. Yes, yes. And how many times he got to borders that were closed, and he, and he risked his life, he risked arrest, he risked from prison, he trusted God to open doors that seemed closed. And he has story after story of getting through those checkpoints because God honored his faith. And he, and he, he makes this analogy, it's a bit like those automatic doors in a supermarket. <laughs> you know, we know... Uh, we don't we don't walk up to those guys and and step back because we know as soon as we move towards them the sensor knows we're there and the door opens mm-hmm. and he challenges the church to 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 approach gospel closed doors like that mm-hmm. don't step back trust a sovereign providential God move towards the closed door and like the doors at the supermarket it'll open because God is sovereign and he's building his church may God make us bolder and more confident and courageous for the gospel amen and you know it's not as complicated as it seems I'm always reminded you opened this talking about being fishers of men and there's only one rule Philip that I ever remember about fishing that's absolute you're never going to catch any fish unless your bait is in the water. So Amen. let's get out there and t- take the first step by putting our bait in the water, and the gospel will do its work without anything else. So thank you so much, Philip, for being with us. I have a suggestion to make. Let's bring Philip back next week, and let's talk some more with this Well, let's pastor. ask Philip if he'll be willing to come back next week. <laughs>
I'm up for it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I didn't think I you'd think say no. <laughs> Wayne was cutting me off there, Philip. So I guess we'll we'll finish this today, and we'll talk to you again next time. You get an Irishman talk, and he doesn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Philip DeCorsi, pastor of Kindred Community Church. Know the truth on Radio KTT org, and we're going to continue this next time you join us for Until All Have Heard. In the meantime. Go to our website, look for the Unreached and Focused Prayer Guide, a tremendous way to put into action some of what we were talking about here today. The Unreached in Focused Prayer Guide at febc.org. Philip, thank you. We'll talk again. Blessings. Thank you. You've been listening to Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company.